founder of Allison's Brand School, and technically, I'm not a therapist, but I am really good at coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Woo! Hello, boss babes. Remember, men can be boss babes too. I am so excited to have you on this like first interview-ish, official-ish, lots of-ish episode of Business Therapy. I'm just going to go ahead and say I feel really good about how sexual the intro is, and I hope you feel really good about it. I also feel really good about everything we cover in this amazing coaching session with Rachel Nielsen of the very popular podcast 3 and 30. 3 and 30 is a podcast for moms and Rachel has this awesome format. It's 30 minute episodes and she gives you three actionable takeaways and she covers all sorts of topics in her podcast. Um, Of course, parenting, it's for moms, but then also things like self-care and goals and really it's an awesome podcast. And I met Rachel through her attending our Build an Awesome Brand workshop. Rachel's going to reference the workshop in this coaching session. She says that she used the workshop kind of as a way to hold herself accountable. She paid the money, signed up for the workshop, and then was like, I better, you know, get something done so when I'm there, I have a little bit of something to work with. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love having the in-person workshop. I'm grateful it worked for her. I'm grateful that she found so much value. And I noticed that Rachel was taking a little bit of a break. I listened to her podcast. I heard that she was feeling a little overwhelmed with things. I really love Rachel. I've had some great connections with her. And so I reached out and I said, hey, mama bear, can Allison give you a little talking to? And she was just happening to be traveling through Utah. And so we were able to meet in person. Where Rachel is at is here. This is what I want you to do with every episode of Business Therapy is I want you to see where you can find yourself in the story. So maybe you're not a podcaster. That doesn't mean you're not going to be able to get lots of value out of what Rachel's going to talk about. So this is where Rachel's at. She works really hard. She buckles down to it. She started her podcast about a year and a half ago. What Rachel cannot see is what an amazing degree of success she's had. And I'm not saying it like she can't see it. She's not grateful. I'm saying whenever you are kind of new and doing something for the first time and it's really working and flowing, you have no idea that that is not how it usually happens. I've had this experience myself. So I think that's one of the reasons why I was really relating to Rachel and felt like I could offer some insight for her. So she she came to the workshop and she was very clear on why she's doing what she's doing. She feels very clear on her purpose, but the growth of it was starting to overwhelm her and she needed to take a step back. That's where Rachel and I jump in. So I want you to ask yourself, where can I see myself in this situation? Do I see myself as someone who has been sitting on an idea and needs to do something to propel myself to the next level? Do I see myself as someone who has like a platform or this thing going, but I'm not sure how to monetize it? And that's one of the things Rachel and I talk about. We talk about monetization, monetization through workshops, monetization through 
podcast, you know, how to get a little cash for all your hard work. We talk about streamlining workflow. So even if you're just getting started, this is going to be awesome for you to listen to because you're going to be able to see ways that you maybe could streamline your workflow now or can streamline it in the future. We also kind of get down into the brass tacks of building a course as well as looking at her social media strategies, her different growth strategies. Really, like I said, so many things that I think are going to be beneficial to you. So I hope you enjoy this coaching session. You can find Rachel. Her podcast is amazing. It's 3 and 30 podcast for moms. You can find her on Instagram. We're putting all of the relevant things that we talk about in the podcast in the show notes right here on the episode. So you can just extend the episode and we're going to have all of the links to all of the things. I hope you enjoy this session. You came to the workshop. You had done any episodes or were you just about to do them? I recorded my fourth episode in a hotel while here for your workshop. And I also was thinking when I was driving down, I had the idea to start my podcast for a year and a half, maybe two years. Yeah. Like format everything. But I just was like, it's not the right time. I just dragging my feet, wanted it to be perfect. And then I saw you were teaching your workshop and I signed up and thought, well, I guess I better start my podcast. Oh, I love <laughs> like, that. Seriously, I was I, like. I'm so honored. <laughs> to be such a part of your story. You really are, because I'm like that. Sometimes I feel like you have to put some skin in the game. I was like, I'm not going to go to this workshop with nothing, so I better start my podcast between now and And I sent, like, threatening things, like, don't just sit there and wait on this workshop. Get going. It's cool to look back and see where it started, how much it's grown, and like you said, it has grown fast. Yeah, it's grown really fast. What's your dream end goal? Oh, my dream end goal is... It's okay to not know exactly, but I like to kind of think of maybe five years from now, you wake up and you do what? And your perfect day of work is how long and involves what? Is it you record a podcast episode or what part of it is your favorite part? Do you know what I mean? Is it about the podcast or is it about what you said, giving women a place to share their ideas? Which part of it where you're like, that's kind of the the dream and goal part of it? Right. For me, it's not as much about giving women a place to share their ideas as it is about giving women listening the best ideas. I love that. And that's what I need to continually focus on is it's not about me or the guests. It's about the listener. And so I owe it to them to give them the very best takeaways from the best people. I'm always looking for not stuff that we've heard a million times. What do you want? Like, what's the big end goal? I would love for my podcast to be the podcast that moms know that they can listen to when they want actionable tools and support and hope. Moms know this podcast and they know that it's always going to deliver really great tools and content. Sometimes when I think about that, that feels like, is that too ambitious? Oh my gosh, do you know what's so funny? But I know I can say that to you. Well, what's so funny is I love you so much because when you said it, I could feel the trepidation in your voice and I'm over here like, that's all? That's like, (laughs) oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, that's... And here I'm like... Not to demean it like, you should want more. No, 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 no. But in my mind, I'm like, well, you're already on your way to doing that. Oh, see, You're already on your way to doing that. You're already there you did it you can quit no but, I mean I'm not there but I know but, but you're I getting there like, you're listen, on that trajectory we're getting so many podcasts now yeah. which is great and I yeah. want there to be more voices out there but it's also a lot of noise for people and they're like oh which ones do I listen to and I would love if people were just like if you want a mom podcast three and thirty tell me your content like, strategy where I haven't listened to every episode right. I've listened to a few right because I'm not thinking that what I need is parenting advice right that does not mean I do 
not need parenting advice. It doesn't mean I don't want parenting advice, but I have a problem and my solution is not, I better listen to parenting advice. Totally. My solution is I better be more enlightened or, right? Like that's not how my brain goes. And so I was looking at your different titles and I was surprised at how many of them don't seem like parenting. Yeah. And I didn't listen to the interviews though. So I'm wondering the strategy there, whereas you're talking about the mom or you're talking about the person or you're talking about the person yes and which episodes seem to do the best for you does that resonate that's working well or I think it is working well Mm -hmm. that's interesting that you noticed that because I was looking through the notebook from your workshop and I had said on there that my why Mm -hmm. was that I want to offer hope to moms through mentorship community but also through really actionable tools okay because I feel like so often you listen to these podcasts and they're like you can do it or like it's an inspiring story but then where are the tools so I kind of want an application I think that's why we like each other so much is we're both give me the three bullet points yes right which is like that's my whole podcast like cute 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 three bullet points Give me the tools, I want the takeaways. But then as I was staring at it, I was like, it's not just about, it's become more than that. I feel so strongly in women understanding that motherhood is just part of their self-development. And it's probably refiner's fire as far as self-development. Are you really going to live true to your values? And that shows up in the way that you parent. But I'm also just so passionate about women not thinking that all they are is a mom. So it's called 3 and 30. And is it takeaways for moms? Yes. 3 and 30 takeaways for moms. You just did everything right. It's so annoying. Like, it's not annoying, but how did you get it so right? I think that's going to honestly be your only problem is you got it so right from the start, you might not be able to see what you did so right. Or do you know what you did so right? Are you that smart? You might be that smart. <laughs> I mean, I can see some of the things. Yeah. That I so the three and 30, I know exactly what I'm getting. Yes. The, the takeaways for moms. Yes. Right? They're takeaways. And you didn't pigeonhole yourself. Right. But you gave yourself a format. The format is what brings people back. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear all this advice about, like, having a really narrow niche, and I'm like, I don't really have that. Mine is all moms. I really think all moms Your format is the narrow niche. My format is my niche. People come for a guest, but then they stay for the format. Do you find that certain guest episodes perform way better than others, or is it pretty even across the board? Um, It is fairly even across the board. Yeah. All of the episodes do well, but there's a few peaks. But interestingly, like, some of my biggest ones were not people who were huge. It was the topic. The biggest one I had was called How to Stop Looking at Your Phone So Much and Why It Matters. Interesting. And that one was widely shared. Yeah. And then second most popular is your mom's. Oh yeah, my mom's on your podcast. Yes. I will say that's probably a combination of it's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. She's an amazing teacher. She's phenomenal. But then also I shared it. Andrea shared it. So you had the infusion of the big audiences. Then when they got there, it freaking was really good. And they're like, I really like this format. Yeah. So that's yeah. why they stuck around. So for sure that that's one That's so has funny. That. Marilyn. I love that. Marilyn. I love that Marilyn is at the top of the list. How to raise confident children. <laughs> yeah. And it's it also a really good topic. You want it to be almost like the household name of mom podcast. Yes. If you could get paid exactly the way you want, how would you make money?
very good question. Okay, oh, I'm glad. I very much value your input on it. A few months ago, I was like, I just wish I could talk to Allison. You can't talk to Allison! like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't really done ads on my show. Uh -huh. I've just been so careful about that. And I'm the same way. I'm so precious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Third-party companies have contacted me yeah. and wanted me to do stuff, and I'm like, kind of, they own you. I they mean, they don't you in say a network. That, but they put you in a network, or yeah. they have you sign on, and I just can't do that. So I've just been saying no to all of those, but then at the same time, I work for hours a week for nothing basically and it's time to make some money so to answer your question that's a roundabout way to get there if I do sponsorships I would want it to be a monthly sponsor that I love that I genuinely yeah. use so it's not just one-off ads for all these different companies but it's one sponsor per month that I can really pour into invest in yeah and it's like a true partnership that's what I dream of and envision I don't think that's really done in I think there's like a few companies especially that are like hip to advertising on podcasts and I don't know if they're ripped by a company. Right. And that company is hip to advertising on podcasts. Yes. Or if the companies themselves are approaching the podcasters. Right. Um, or if the podcasters are approaching the company. Yes. Because I felt like I probably need to do that and pitch to those brands. And that's, that's honestly where I'm at too, is do I want to bring ads on Awesome with Allison? I'm not opposed to it, but I'm like you where I'm like, well, only in very specific ways. And I feel yeah. like you've been able to use your podcast to direct people to a lot of other things that to, you're To, to my products. Stuff. Yeah. And I know that that's what a lot of people do if they don't want to do ads. Yeah. But the question is, do I want the podcast to be my thing or do I want to create other things to direct them to? Yeah. And, and you did a totally workshop. I'm clear on that. I've done several workshops. Yeah. How was that? It was really good. It was successful. So I could continue doing that. Do it's you want a, to? I think I want to, but only twice a year. Yeah. Which I think is fine. Oh, that's great. Because it's emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you want <laughs> Because I want to pour everything into those women that are there. So my workshop is called Declutter Your Motherhood. And I use Marie Kondo type principles, mm -hmm. but talking about decluttering expectations for yourself. Do you not want to sell that as an online course? I think I do want to sell it as an online course. I think that the in-person workshop will always be better. Can you record the in-person workshop? Yes. So that's what I would do. Okay. Here's what I think. I think two things. Do you have a media kit you're putting together about your podcast? Yes. Okay, so you're going to put together a media kit and you're going to start reaching out to brands or the next time someone reaches out to you, you're going to say, I'm not interested in that, but here's what I am interested in. Okay, I've been doing that. What has the response been like? I haven't done it a ton, yeah. but one company just said, we don't do it that way, like in a package. We just yeah. want to buy an ad. And I'm like, well, I don't do it that way. But I did present them with how I wanted to do it, and yeah. they weren't interested. I've talked to a few companies that I think they wanted to work with me, and they would have done my package, but I was not feeling the product. And so okay. that's not me. But that gave me hope that, well, they were interested in this package. Yeah. What were you going to charge? $2,000. Per episode? Per month. Per month. Okay, okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like, which, wow. Sure, that's fine. I, hey, I'm on board. I was on board. I was ready for it. Good. What's your newsletter situation? Are you capturing emails? I'm trying to. I could probably be doing better. We could so. all be doing better. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my offer is, is at the end of every month, I have a recap of all of the takeaways from all of the episodes. Oh, awesome. Send. And there's about 3,000 people on my email list. And I get 55,000 downloads per month. So I'm thinking I probably need some more offers to get some more of those people yeah. on there. I just think that will be really attractive to spot 
sponsors is building up that email list and providing an email offer on top of your podcast offer okay. is going to be really attractive to sponsors. Mm-hmm. I have tried every which way to get people from the podcast to the newsletter. Sometimes it works and often it doesn't. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So don't feel so discouraged like I haven't figured that out. I think the way that you're really going to capture the email addresses is by selling your online course. Okay. Here's what I think. Whatever you're going to make in advertisements is great. It's literally going to be sprinkles compared to what you can make with declutter your motherhood. With a course. Are you kidding me? I would buy that right this minute. Well, That is such a good... good, Of course it is because you make good content. And it's just like, it's my... So basically it's like six years of counseling that I've done. And I'm like... I've, like, managed to figure out who I am and declare yeah. all these crappy expectations that I had for myself. Yeah. And society, or I felt society and my religion and all these things had for me. But that took a lot of work. And yeah. I try to streamline it and deliver it in this workshop format that I think is very... I'm sure it's been, it's phenomenal. <laughs> and here's what I would say is I think you're like me in that you're a teacher. And so if I said to you, Rachel, go and make this course, you're going to feel overwhelmed drained because I want confused about where to start beautiful curriculum yeah I would schedule your next workshop and say it's going to be a very special workshop and I don't think you need video I think you just need the audio really because think of how effective my influencer courses are they're my favorite because I can listen to them in the car exactly and I don't have to sit at a computer and watch or even like you wouldn't have finished them if you had to sit at a computer and you are taking people who like listening so who are you selling to your audience is an audio audience so what I would do is say we're doing a very special podcast we're doing a very special workshop I want you to be there and you get a lapel mic and that's it how many people are at your workshop? 50 each time. And how much are you talking to them and coaching them? For five hours? No, know. you're like, talking and how much interaction are they doing? Oh. I don't know. I, I haven't been. <laughs> I'm like trying to think. You mean like how much are they talking back to yeah. me? Uh, some, but not like a ton. But I'm doing a lot of teaching and then they're responding. So you record them responding. That's why you do it live. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So you record the audience, you get sound from the audience, and you get sound from you. Okay. Okay? And then you can, if you want, hop back in and give more examples based on other teaching experience. You can add to that audio. My thing is, I would want to offer some sort of mentoring support, but I can't do all of that. I don't have a team of coaches. So is that something maybe eventually? Do you want to do that? That wasn't what you wanted to do. I just want to do the podcast. Yeah. So that's why I'm not bringing it up. Yeah. You want to do the podcast. You need money to keep doing the podcast. Yes, and I need money to hire things in my life out so that I can be a good podcaster and be a good mother. Yes. Because those are the two things I care about. That's why my number one question for you is how can we make you some money? Literally, we can make you money in a month if you sell this. Right now, you're editing your podcast. No. Good. You have someone else editing it. I have two employees now. They each only work five hours a week. They make money. I don't make money. Yeah, which that's is very fine. often. Like, and what see, happens? I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah. People act like it's so crazy. Because how can I grow this thing? And all I do it? is pay people and don't have any money. That's literally <laughs> all I do. I have a communications manager. Perfect. She's basically my assistant. She's so incredible. she's doing all your scheduling. She does. And that's something else. You, you're like, you should not be doing emails when you said that to me. I'm like, okay, I need get to. Get out of your inbox. When are you in the inbox? Sometimes I'm tempted to get in the inbox 
and I go in there when I want to see what people are saying in the feedback. Do you think that's bad? Do you feel bad? Do you um, feel good? Do you no, feel like I your feel time's like being wasted in the inbox? No, sometimes I feel like in former months, yes. Yeah. But since getting her and getting some systems, Perfect. not as much. Every once in a while I go in there because I want to be connected. Yeah, for sure. And like hear what yeah. the people are wanting what's your, and like. What's your Instagram like? What's my following? Or Yeah, yeah. You're following. So, I mean, I follow you on Instagram. What's the feedback back and forth? Do you feel like people are engaging about the episodes on Instagram or is Instagram? Yes. Instagram has been the tool. Awesome. So everything, and this came from you. Um, <laughs> I do so much. I know. No, seriously. <laughs> if only like, I could listen to myself. At the workshop, you talked about how all of your social media needs to be pushing back yeah. to whatever it is that you want people to look at or want. Yeah. So from the beginning, ever since going to your workshop, all of my posts need to point back to the podcast episode. Awesome. So each week I have my episode and then several posts. They're my applications of that week's episode. Awesome. And pushing people back. Like, if you like this you will like the episode yeah and the engagement is really good and people comment and I love that that's how I know my community is on yeah okay and I respond to all the comments yeah which I love but at some point you probably have to give up responding to all the comments yeah the DMs get crazy yes and I respond to all of them so here's what I did with DMs for a while is every night give myself like an hour to an hour and a half to respond to DMs and just do as many as you could but then I was like I'm gonna try for a week to not do it and see what happens nothing changed yeah except I wasn't being away from my husband every night for an hour to an hour and a half yes and so a lot of it is training your audience where to interact with you and you train people to interact in the comments that's where they should be interacting well is that where you want them to interact or do you want them to interact in direct message no in the comments then you tell them that yeah so you even say hey I really want to hear what you think about this I'm so sorry I can't get to my direct messages please go respond in the comments right and I do think I've experimented a little bit with that since taking this break one of the things that I've done is I have not been nearly as present on Instagram and it's been so good for my mental health but I've also wondered will my stats totally drop will my, my downloads no but I've only been doing it for two weeks. But still, it's been pretty encouraging. Are you still posting on Instagram? That. Just what I want to. Yeah. Instead of feeling like I had to do yeah, it. Yeah, because you don't have a new episode you're pushing towards. Right. Yeah. But even then, I'm airing encore episodes. Yeah. And I've been surprised that those are getting the same amount of downloads as my new episodes. So smart. And people are listening to them again or for yeah. the first time, you know? Yeah. So that's been encouraging. So it's just kind of like this big, giant experiment where I'm seeing where do I need to put in. Yeah. Because I never want to knock in. Instagram because I love Instagram. That's how I get to know my community. And that's how my podcast has grown is people sharing on Instagram. I love so it. I'm like, I want to be there. I love Instagram. Yeah. But I also see what it's doing to me mentally Yeah. and how much it distracts me from getting real work done. So I think all of it feels less complicated for you because everything started with this clean start. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas for me, I'm like, everything's merging and twisting and growing. And so it can feel really, really messy. Yes. So that's also really, really nice. But I think what you're doing is exactly right let's see how little you can do and still have and still engage and get like the beat of the community I I love the community yeah like I love these women yeah I do want to hear how they're applying it and how it's changing their families and that's what keeps me going do you repost stuff from people in your community very often no and I totally should sometimes I'll screenshot and share it in my stories yeah but I've never thought to do it in my feed well I I I would do it more in your stories stories. do you do it in your stories I do it in my stories but I should probably do it more what I hear so much from you is that you like using your Instagram as a community 
community tool and as a marketing tool. Yes. And so if you like using it as a community tool, reflect back the community, mm-hmm. right? Because that builds yes. community. So you show how people are using the podcast mm-hmm. and how it works for them. Doing that in the stories is great. And then I think your feed seems to be working for you. Keep doing your feed the way you're doing it. But what I would do is when you post, set a timer on your phone for 30 minutes and engage for 30 minutes and then put it away. Mm-hmm. You don't need longer than that. Yeah. You really don't. And then maybe set a timer on your phone the next day or later that night for 15 minutes and engage for 15 minutes with the people that you missed. That first time. That first time around, mm-hmm. you know, to get people in the habit of like, wow, when I respond, Rachel comments back, that's great. Mm-hmm. But expecting yourself to all day be checking back in and monitoring back and forth. Nothing It's a nightmare. That's yeah. the biggest thing for me. It's not that I don't want to do it. I do want to do it. I yeah. love responding to the comments. Yeah, me too. There. But it's harder for me to put it away and focus on real work. Yeah. But that's the only way I'm going to move the needle forward on anything is if I do that. Yeah. And And what people are responding to is the great content you're creating. And you can't keep creating great content if you're constantly just responding. Totally. I was saying today to somebody who's helping me write something, you have to create this content in a vacuum. Which usually you're like, don't create it in a vacuum. But Instagram is a vacuum, right? So you're creating one piece of content. Like, this is the only piece of content there ever going to interact with, give them all the context, create it in this vacuum, engage in that vacuum, and then leave the vacuum. Yes. I know that's like kind of like a mind warp where you're like, don't work in a vacuum. I'm like, no, work in a vacuum. Yes. And then get out of it. Even for the posts, because we're trying to write posts that help talk about the podcast where it's like, they can't be so referential. Mm -hmm. Where the only way I understand what's talking about is if I go and listen to the podcast. It needs to work. It needs to stand alone. In the stories, you can be more referential because you're storytelling. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And I've definitely tried with my feed posts. I want whatever I share to be valuable enough that if they didn't go and listen to the podcast, they would still get value. They'd get a parenting tool. But hopefully they are like, this is so good. I I want want more. Yeah. Go get more. Totally. Okay. The one thing I would say is you should not be emailing anybody. Anybody. What about guests? Why would you email guests? They don't need to talk to you. They'll talk to you on the podcast. That's true. Yeah, just don't email the guests. Okay. And then here's the other thing. So you're not doing the editing. That was my concern. You're not doing the editing. Not anymore. You don't need to email any of the guests. Yes. Just templated emails that you help your person respond with love. And how do you... She's phenomenal. See, you have good people. Like, you have everything in place. Your biggest takeaway is you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Right. But the declutter your motherhood, are you kidding me? Okay. That is so smart. I just feel like you're a content queen. You have a course. Yes. Well, I have a workshop. I need to turn it into a course. Some people don't have the content. Right. Yes. Right? You're just sitting on this. Right. So you have the material. You've taught it how many times? Four. You've taught it four times. Yeah. So you know how to teach it. Yes. You have the experience teaching it. So what I would do is you need to capture people's email address. So you're capturing people with the downloads, but you want to do a baby declutter your motherhood in five minutes type of download or some little freemium small offer. And they have to opt in to get it. And then you have that list of people that are interested. And then you set up a drip campaign that follows through on the sale with them. So the biggest piece of advice that I'm just now implementing would be three days after they get the freemium from you, Mm -hmm. you say, hey, how was that download working out for you? 
you send a follow up email. Yeah. They, how is that working out for you? Tell me what you learned. Tell me how you applied it. Have you not had time to use it? Oh my gosh, I get that. You're a busy mom. Of course you haven't had time to use it. But here's what so-and-so said it did for them. Mm. See, now they're excited to use it. And then what I would want you to do is I want you to gather testimonials. Do you have any testimonials from people who came to your in-person class? Oh, yeah. Okay, send them an email, gather those testimonials. Yes, I, I send them a post-workshop survey. Perfect. So you have all those testimonials. Really nice so get those testimonials, <clears throat> you put them on the website sales page so you have those, and then you use those testimonials in the sales copy when you're selling the workshop. Okay. Okay, so the other thing is, how many followers do you have on Instagram? 12,000. Okay, so you have over 10K. Have you ever tried to capture emails from Instagram? Yes. And did it work or no? Yeah, it's just the once a month before I send that thing. Yeah. I get on my stories and I say, hey, I'm going to send this tomorrow. It's a recap of all of the takeaways from all my episodes this month. And generally, at least 100 sign yeah, up each that's time amazing. I do that. Oh, that's you know? amazing. I mean, that's a ton of people. Like, percentage-wise, that's a ton of people. So I think what you do then, too, is this little freemium that specifically relates to, to the, the course. Better. Um, but everything is related because everything you're doing is streamlined, so you're already set. But you put that on Instagram, too. Okay. Right? So declutter your motherhood in five minutes or three steps for, you can getting call it started, something, yeah, getting yeah. started, whatever it is. So you get that. The other thing that you can do to get email addresses, which can be really effective, is I'm working on this, and I need your guys' help. Will you fill out this survey for me? Mm-hmm. One of you will win my favorite, you know, or $50 gift card to Target. And you just fork out a $50 gift card to Target. Yeah. Because that's like, what mom doesn't want a $50 gift card to Target? Yeah. Do you see I what do. I'm saying? I yeah, I want one right now. Somebody <laughs> give me one. Right? So you say for participating, and do the same thing for if you already have testimonials, but if you need to gather testimonials mm. for people. I'm not going to act like selling courses is easy. I'm not going to act like putting them together is easy. But you have one. Yes. And you have people to sell it to. Yes. And I did already say on my show, I'm eventually going to turn this into an online course. And yeah. if you're interested, sign up for updates. And there's probably 200 people on that list. Yeah. That's um, a good start. And yeah. then I love the idea of giving yeah. them a little teaser of the content. Yes. And then if you like this and it's going well, then you can get more into growing your list and into doing webinars. And in the, the minimum viable yes. version of it is sell to the people you have. It doesn't have to be some big complicated thing. You already have a list of dedicated people. And I would definitely do it at an introductory price for a limited amount of time. It's sometimes almost hardest when you're on the right track and you're really doing everything quote unquote correctly, like whatever, correctly for what you want. Want. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it comes down to is what do you want? You want to make your podcast as big as you can. Mm-hmm. So do you send assets to people who are on your podcast sharing assets? Mm. I do. The day that it airs, I just email them. And I usually do this, which maybe someone else should do. But I sort of feel like it's a nice personal touch. Like I like, you email them? I email them and say, I loved the conversation with you. They Here. can email it from you. <laughs> it can be from Rachel. You can say, McKenna, tell them I say this this, this, and this, love Rachel. Mm -hmm. And she can physically do it. And it's still from you. Yes, it's still from me. I email them and say, I loved it. Thanks so much. Yeah. Here's your feature image. I would love for you to share in whatever way you think is best for your following. Yeah. And are you sending them a square image or a stories image? I've been sending them a square. Yeah. I would send people assets to share in stories. To do both? Especially, you can send them both, Mm -hmm. but especially your bigger guests. Yes. I can feel that. I'm not going to share in my feed, but I would definitely post in the stories. Mm -hmm. 
I think that that's making it easy for the guests to share, sending them something that they can share, like an image that they can put up with the direct episode link. Mm -hmm. Then you can start getting aggressive about growth strategies. Just be tenacious in who you go after because any podcast that has like a decent following, I'm going on right now because I want to grow. Isn't Rachel the best? I just loved talking to her so much. And Rachel, since this interview, has even launched a course on podcasting with another podcaster and has started doing some really cool things. So I'm so happy for her. But let's bring it back to you, my beautiful, glorious boss babe. How can you make this work for you? And I am going to give you now your three business therapy questions for you to ask yourself. Of course, just, you know, being aware and asking these questions in your mind is going to help give you some insight. But if at all possible, bust out the note section on your phone, get a notebook and a piece of paper or a pen because neurons that fire together, wire together. By writing this out, you're going to be triggering new neurons and getting new ideas. So the first question I want you to ask yourself is, what's the goal that you feel silly saying out loud? Do you have a goal that scares you? You really can't see the bashfulness or the timidness that Rachel had when she said, I want everyone to know my podcast. I was so grateful that she shared that with me because we all have a goal that we feel a little bit silly saying out loud. Maybe we don't feel qualified. Maybe it makes us feel like an egomaniac. I mean, whatever your issues are, whatever's holding you back in life is holding you back in business. So what is that goal that you shy away from saying? And if you're like, nothing fears, you know, nothing scares me. I'm not afraid of anything. I don't feel stupid about any of my goals. I want you to dig a little deeper because I've found that even the most confident, most successful multi-million dollar business owners all have a goal that they gulp before they tell me. So I wonder if you're maybe not quite digging deep enough or maybe you've done work on this, whatever. I think it's a great question to ask yourself. The second question I want you to ask yourself that I really like to ask people is, what does your perfect day look like? Your perfect day of work, your perfect day. What kind of work do you like to be doing? Do you see yourself sitting at that desk? Do you see yourself recording the podcast, sending out the newsletter? Do you see yourself around a conference table managing people? When I think about my perfect day, it very often involves 90% alone time and maybe 10% interacting with people I'm working with. Now, is that what my schedule looks like right now? No, but it's definitely something I keep in mind and try to work towards when I'm building out systems and projects. And I think so often you have this big goal, that goal you feel silly I'm talking about, and you don't stop to ask yourself, is the day-to-day work that it's going to take to get to that goal or the day-to-day work that will happen after I achieve that goal, is that actually even what I want to be doing? And this can be a really eye-opening question. The third business therapy question for you that I asked Rachel is, if you could get paid exactly the way you wanted, how would you make your money? This is a great question to ask yourself because especially people who are like Rachel and want to podcast and want a community and want to inspire and empower people, if those words are like, yeah, yeah, 
yeah, I want to do that. You guys, like me, forget to think about how you're going to make the money. And that's awesome. That's a beautiful gift because you can go headfirst into building something and not let the financial part hold you back. That's what I've done. But at the same time, you're not going to be able to grow it and scale it and take it to the next place if you don't have money. Money is awesome. Money is fantastic. Money is not an evil thing. Money is necessary to grow your dream. I don't always have money. I haven't always had money. And money is not the first and foremost thing I personally think about. I don't think it's wrong if it's the first thing you think about. That's just not how I'm wired. But think of the way that you like to get paid. Does doing a workshop sound fun? Does doing an online course sound fun? Does doing sponsorships sound fun? Here's what I want you to remember. This idea of passive income, this idea of, I just, you know, post the sponsored Instagram post or the sponsored podcast. It is never that simple. The people who are making passive income are the people who have figured out like a lot of crazy back-end systems to really make that stuff work. And I, I just feel like in this online world, you know, everybody wants to sell you something. And so they just want to sell you on the outcome and they're not telling you the process. And I'm not even saying the process is bad or wrong, but man, the process is life. The outcome is not life. The process is life. And it is this big lie that you're going to keep your head down and you're going to work and you're going to get this big reward and you're going to be happy. You're not going to be happy if you're miserable during the process. Because what happens is you get that big reward or you get that big payout and you do not even realize that you have the payout. Rachel, in my opinion, 3 and 30 to me is a household name for podcasts. I'm like, girl, your dream already happened. (laughs) But, you know, taking it to the next level, getting it there, you better enjoy the process. So those are your three business therapy questions. I hope this serves you. You're doing an incredible job. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Just because it's not working out doesn't mean it's not going to work out. Hang in there. The world needs you. We need you showing up. And remember, it's not about that big payout. It's definitely about the process, which is why I'm going to remind you, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. Thanks, boss babes. Yeah, obviously this is a new podcast and we're really excited about it. So if you can share about it, you know, sharing is caring. Share your takeaways, share what you learned, post about it on Instagram. Instagram, tag Allison's Brand School, and we can repost and share that love, and we appreciate it so much. My man, Mr. Eric Robertson, wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code Business Therapy. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune. <laughs>